Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the MLW Rewind. I'm your co-host, Uncle Bobby B, here with my podcasting life partner, George Mackay. George, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great, buddy. I'm doing great. It's always good to talk MLW, especially after we get to sit down and we get to chill out and we get to watch one of our favorite wrestling promotions, a promotion we've dedicated a whole podcast to. So, um, yeah, I mean, what can you say about Fusion Alpha episode number two? Well, all I can say is one thing. Spoilers ahead. If you have not watched it, our apologies, but that's what we do here at Rewind. We're going to try to bring you the news as fast as we can possibly get it from our favorite wrestling, one of our favorite wrestling promotions, MLW. You got it. So it was a pretty uh, pretty busy uh, episode of Fusion Alpha this week. We had uh, some fantastic matches. We had some fantastic uh, segments. Without further ado, let's cut to it. George. Yeah, absolutely, man. You've got like, we're what, uh, a week and a half out from uh, Fightland. So Fightland is going to take place on Thursday, October 7th. Uh, on the 6th will be episode three of Fusion Alpha. And there's already some matches that have been set up later on that we'll get to for next week. Uh, but this week, right off the bat, we get the Super Luchas as uh, Durant. Cesar Durant is calling them. He's making no bones about it. He's bringing in the best luchadors right now. A couple of young bucks that are going to tear the house down. And it was Eres versus Aramis making their MLW in-ring solo debuts. And what can you say about this? I mean, if you love Lucha style wrestling, this was everything. But also, not only that, you got to see Aramis, who is um, uh, creeping up already to be one of my favorites in the middleweight division. But you also got to see the king of strange style, as he calls himself, Erez. And it was everything that you wanted and more. It was speed. It was high flying. And surprisingly enough, it was a lot more grappling than I'm used to seeing in a Luchador mm -hmm. match, which makes it would made it very interesting for me. There was a lot more submission techniques and a lot more ground game that I would have expected in a Luchador match. But all in all, this was a great way to kick off uh, Fusion Alpha Episode 2. Not only that, but the simple fact is this could have easily been the main event. And the main event didn't disappoint either, but this match was that good. With Aramis, of course, spoilers ahead, Aramis getting the win, but not convincingly. Aries had a few opportunities to steal to seal the deal, and he just couldn't get it done this week. But both these men impressed me. What are your thoughts? Uh, can't argue with anything you said. It was a fantastic match. A lot of technicality, a lot of lucha, a lot of submission wrestling. Uh, I, they went for about 15 minutes or so. It was well worth a watch. What a great way to start off the show. Highly entertaining match. Uh, I can't see any reason for anybody to dislike this match. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else these guys bring and what else Cesar Durant is going to bring to MLW. Well, two weeks in. Or who else he's going to yeah. bring. There you go. Uh, two weeks being the official matchmaker, and he's killed it. Uh, he made some great matches for this week from last week, and he didn't disappoint. And what was great about this match is at the end of it all, uh, the crowd firmly behind both of these guys, cheering and clapping for the match they just witnessed, actually paying respects to the Mexican heritage. Well, when you see a classic in Mexico, you actually throw money into the ring. Some fans did that, and it was very, very touching to see not only that, but I'm a big fan of sportsmanship. You know that. And both men at the end, uh, handshake and embrace, especially with the way the match started earlier, where Aramis did stick out his hand and Aries just kind of flung it away. So it was yeah. great. It was great to see that sportsmanship, but also paying respect and homage to uh, the Mexican heritage. Like when in Mexico, if you're watching Lucha Wrestling and you see a classic, the way to pay homage and respect is to throw money in literally the pay. Yeah, literally pay. So you've only not only paid for your ticket, but now you're going to throw money to the ring for these guys that just gave you everything. And these two guys did. 
And they, yeah, like fantastic. I said, man, <laughs> if you want to see true Lucha wrestling, like if, if you were a fan of WCW back in the Monday Night Wars, the Cruiserweight division, where we got to see some of the best luchadors at the time, this is very very mirrored image, very reminiscent of those guys, like a, a young Juventud Guerrero, a young Rey Mysterio, a young, you know, Eddie Guerrero, just giving you everything. And these yep. two guys did that. And the future is very bright for fantastic wrestling. Yeah. Moving on, we had uh, Jacob Fatu, uh, actually, who I believe interrupted uh, with a promo. Well, not really interrupted, but they did this like video package that made it super awesome. So at this point, uh, <clears throat> yeah, I will edit. But at this point, I'm going to share my screen, but then I'm going to show everyone at home what we're talking about. But I'm going to share my screen now. You know why I love catching bodies in MLW? Because I can break a man's neck, fracture his spine, and watch a man bleed out. And ain't no one, ain't no one arresting me. You're going to be just another body to add to the body count. That was it. Like, I mean, Damn. it's like a highlight reel Jacob for two package, but pretty much just sending a like final message to Hammerstone a week and a day out from uh, Fightland. So uh, basically telling Hammerstone, you better be prepared. So um, I, I way to set everything up. Yeah, man. I mean, like, I'll be dog walking your ass all over MLW. Like, just gold. Just gold. Simple key lines. And, like, Jacob for two, literally that highlight package was just showing you everything we already know as MLW fans. The best wrestler i'm not going to say big man i'm not going to put him in that category i'm not going to shelf him in one area but top five right now in wrestling in my opinion can't argue with any of that he's uh been dominating for a couple of years now so hey let's uh let's move along to uh the next match we had alex kane alex the kane. suplex assassin <laughs> alex kane making versus bud heavy <laughs> the eight second man so uh <laughs> As to be expected, this match... Uh, it lasted longer than eight seconds. It did. It lasted, lasted longer. longer than eight seconds. That's more than we can say for you. But uh, Alex Kane coming out with the victory here. Yeah. Oh, quite convincingly. Uh, and actually coming out uh, with King Mo, I guess, as his valet or manager, if you will, right now. And it was great because King Mo actually had um, signs that said one suplex, two suplex, three suplexes, up to at least 10 or 12 suplexes. And the great thing about uh, Alex Kane, so now they're dubbing it Suplex Island. Um, Alex Kane literally knows every suplex. And if you're going to call yourself the suplex assassin, we've touched on this from Battle Riot, you can't just throw out Germans. You can't just be that one-trick pony when it comes to suplexes. If you're an assassin, that means you know how to hit a man 
with every suplex. It's got to be an art form. It's You have to be an assassin. You have to be able to kill from anywhere in the ring because that's what assassins would do. They would be able to kill from any vantage point or any situation. An assassin will always triumph, whether it be from distance with a sniper or up close with, you know, poison in your drinking glass, Indiana Jones style, right? Assassins are built to be silent, deadly. I, I, I grasp the, the, the concept of the, the assassin right. and deadly. I, I, I was building. I was building. You know, you don't have to be so rude about I was building. I'm hyping up the assassin point. Anyways, now you just ruined the flow. But, derailed um, the shit out of it. Derailed the shit out of it. Horrible. I'll share my screen again now so everyone can see. But Alex Kane, a dominating uh, butt heavy, which again, not a surprise. Butt heavy down at uh, Wawa. Getting a case of beer and a hoagie earlier on, which is even funnier because St. Laurent, we ran into him at Tony Luke's a couple, a couple of hours ago. Yes, we do. But uh, Yes, we did. But Alex Kane wasting no time here. Putting the boots to Bud Heavy. Alex Kane has no nonsense as they come. And Bud Heavy, if we're being honest, there there might be some nonsense. Rotors say Balls Mahoney. Talk about some of those Philadelphia favorites. Bud Heavy. Taking a big chop from Alex Kane. And I'll tell you what. Bud Heavy is obviously not a small guy. It's going to be... I'm going to be impressed just, to see. I, I want to show clips other than just the suplexes because I didn't want to spoil the whole match for anybody else. But by all means, please make sure if you haven't checked out Fusion Alpha episode two, you really should. Um, but that was just a little taste. And again, how loud that crowd was, that Philly crowd. You could hear those chops over the crowd, which that's oh, shows how chops. hard Alex Kane was hitting. And the great part about it is at the end of the match, Bud Heavy got up after Alex Kane won and stuck the middle fingers up and said, fuck you. And that's why I love MLW, because when you're on YouTube, you get away with little innuences like that. If they were on a Vice TV with something like that, probably be a fine, you know, you know, you got to be proper when you got a TV contract. But on YouTube, you could be a little bit more looser and still have that MLW appeal, uh, if you will. So um, Alex Kane ran back in the ring. Now the suplex dropped Bud Heavy on his ass and then pretty much looked at the camera and said, all this, all this is work. And that just ran chills down my spine when I said it again myself, because basically what Alex Kane is telling you in his singles debut, I'm not here for you to like me, I'm here to work. And Alex Kane is gunning for anybody he can get his hands on to make a statement to prove to Durant and Court Bauer that he needs to be in a running for any kind of title. So wherever he decides to plant his flag in whichever division, Alex Kane is going to be one dangerous motherfucker, hands down. All right. All right. We can get away with that stuff too. Yes, we can. So then... Then we had uh, Matt Cross and Cesar Duran, a little bit of a, a matchmaking scenario happening here. Well, what was great is, um, and you saw it as well, uh, Durant's on the phone with Court Bauer. And he's he's basically telling Court, like, you know, look how amazing I am, like bigging himself up to Court Bauer. And then Matt Cross interrupts Durant again. And Durant actually says to Court Bauer, I have to call you back. I've been interrupted. And he actually hangs up on Court Bauer, if you will, because uh, that's Duran. That's what he can do. And Matt Cross says, you know, I, I deserve to be in a title pitcher. I deserve to, to get a shot at something, much like Lawler did the week before. So Durant, being who he is, grants the request, but not against the person that he wants, against the person that he doesn't want. So next week, we are going to get, and I'll put up the icon here now. It'll be over my shoulder, but it'll be Matt Cross versus Jacob Fatu for the MLW heavyweight title. And that is going to be a barn burner. And that's what I mean. Duran is booking these, these pay-per-view fights, but giving them to us free on YouTube. And that, 
That's what makes MLW so exciting. We also had some other news before we get to the main event, which we already knew from last week was Lawler versus Hammerstone for the national openweight title. But we also have, again, I'll flash over my screen, the women's division officially kicking off. We got Nightingale versus Vox. These two young ladies are going to come out and be the inaugural women's match for this new division. And they are going to light it up. Early picks right now, if you had to guess, would you go with Nightingale? Or would you go with Vox? Just off the top of your head, no reasons why. Looking at the girls and what we know about them, what we learned about them from last week to now, who would you pick? Let's go with Willow Nightingale. I like it. I actually was going to say Nightingale myself. So right there, there you go. The MLW Rewind panel has put all our money on Nightingale. So do not disappoint next week, young lady. Our eyes will be firmly on you. And if you disappoint, we're not going to say anything bad, but our hearts will be broken. Because we, we put all be our money hurt. on it. We will be hurt. We will be upset. Um, and then we also get into, you know, a couple more promos, a couple more matches. We know that Bobby Fish is officially coming next week to Fightland, which will be great to see him. I can't wait to see where they place him. But also another breaking match. It's going to be a fatal four-way for the MLW Middleweight Championship. It's going to be Reed defending his title against Aries, Aramis, and the legend, Tajiri. I can't the Japanese buzzsaw himself. Wait, this is a match that normally I would put all my money on Reed and I want to, but there's too many variables in this match right now. I, 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 my heart, my heart still firmly is behind Reed, but my head has got me turning 15 different ways. What about you? I'll tell you what, this, this match is going to be exciting. There's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, as we call it, flippy shit, which personally I'm a big fan of. And Here's some guys who know how to do it. And you have a guy like Tajiri who also knows how to just brawl. So it could degenerate into an all-out brawl. You could you could see four guys who can do flippy shit just punching the shit out of each other. It's going to be a fantastic match. I am looking so forward to it. We're big fans of all these guys, but particularly Myron Reed. Uh, so I, I think Myron's going to come out still the champion, but it's going to be great to watch. Absolutely. And um, the great thing about Fatal 4-Ways is uh, no count out. So really anything goes in a Fatal 4-Way. You've got to pin somebody or submit somebody to win that title. And uh, unfortunately, it doesn't have to be Myron Reed. He can lose the title and not be pinned. So if you don't know the rules of a Fatal 4-Way, there's a little bit of a re-education. But if you're watching and, and us, you should know by now. You should be a wrestling fan. And there's four guys who can turn almost any situation into a pin. Mm -hmm. So you got to be real careful. Mm -hmm. exactly i could i could not agree more with that statement and right before we got into the main event we got another promo i guess our final promo of the night if you will 5150 new lax uh letting everyone know what's going to happen uh we got rivera we got boogie we got smoke telling everyone that next week they're going to face injustice the tag team division needs to be put on notice and 5150 is going to do that so next week graphic over my shoulder it is injustice myron reed jordan oliver bursting 5150 that's rivera Boogie, Smoke. Now, obviously, I don't think it's going to be Smoke in the ring. It'll be Rivera and Boogie in the ring, but Smoke will oh, be there. He'll be there will be more. Smoke in that ring, oh, trust yeah. me, because oh, it's going to be fire. This is going to be match of the night. And don't, don't forget, the main event is already for two versus Matt Cross, but this match, this match could steal the show, much like Aries and Aramis stole the show. So, uh, you know, like I said, what can you say about the match, the matchmaker The three weeks in and Durant has delivered on every level. I, I can't be mad at anything that Alpha's is doing. And um, I, I also do want to mention, if I did not mention the promo that Max Kruger interrupted in the beginning of the show when he interrupted Aries entrance. Uh, I guess MLW must be listening because they dropped the auto tune. They dropped it. 
completely dropped it from Max Kruger. And uh, if I didn't mention at the beginning of the show, I'm sorry. I'm just a little bit out of sorts. But um, yeah, uh, he came and he basically said, uh, Hammerstone, you're not going to make it to Fightland. We're going to stop you by any means necessary. And the cool part about it was that you can actually hear every single word that he said. It wasn't auto-tuned. It wasn't muffled. It wasn't like he had his hand over his face. It was just a great, simple promo. And I'm glad that, I guess, MLW listened to us and all the other fans that were like, I like this character, but I can never hear what the fuck he's saying. So good on you, MLW, for fixing that problem. Thank you. All right. There's a promotion that listens to the fans. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen often, but it does happen. And now main event time. Whoo, man. Hammerstone versus Filthy Tom. Coming out in his jean shorts, which I, I hope he loses these things rather quickly. I'm getting tired of the jorts. And they're not like the John Cena jorts, which are more capri pants. I think we, we went into a little bit of a debate this last week. Those are John Cena wears like cargo shorts. Right. Kind of yeah. Style. Yeah. And these are like, like Daisy Dukes. And yeah, but it 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 fits. Filthy Tom, he, he always comes out, he's all lubed up and greasy, and he's got these weird, like, like tight jorts on. It just somehow fits. And then you got Hammer, who's rocking the tight, ripped, more modern style jeans. Like it, it's it was the battle of of denim. Yeah, there you go. The, the supreme rule of denim. I mean, yes, the open weight title was on the line, but we can forget that. It was all about the battle. But really, it was it was about the denim. Yeah, and it was actually you're right, it was dark denim like a dark blue, which uh, the jorts that Lawler wears. And it was a very light gray white almost that uh, Hammerstone was rocking with the American flag painted on the one side, you know, because he's Mr. Pro America. He is the new age Hulk Hogan. Eat your vitamins, say your prayers, drink your milk. Okay. Drink your milk. He's, he's Hulk Hogan without all the unfortunate baggage. It's great. Yeah. And, and a sex tape. So which is good. Well, we don't know. Hammerdick might have a sex tape out there. We don't know. Yeah. Well, let's not put that out in the universe. Let's hope. Let's hope that it he doesn't because yeah. we don't. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. We don't want Hammerstone getting canceled. We like Hammer Dick. Oh yeah. Sorry. And before we get into the main event, I forgot to mention EJ. EJ. Um, I can't pronounce his oh, name. Oh yeah. But great promo was cut. Uh, you know, six foot eight. This guy's a beast, uh, and he's putting the whole locker room on notice. He's going to show. He's going to prove. And I can't wait to see what he does in the ring. And again, of course, uh, definitely uh, giving her as much camera time as she possibly needs. Uh, interviewed by the wonderful Alicia Altoot. Uh, always, always on point. Always looking fantastic. And since we're on Alicia Altoot, shameless plug. If you haven't checked out their OnlyFans, Selena De La Renta and Alicia Altoot have an OnlyFans, uh, Frenemies, I think it's called. And they're actually doing a pay-per-view right, right. today, uh, which is they're finally going to get in the rank. But if you want to see it, you have to join the OnlyFans, I believe, to have access to the event to watch it. But eventually, we're, we are going to get today to see Alicia Altoot's in-ring debut Against Selena De La Renta, and now the score will be settled. Finally, it'll be settled. So one of one of the most celebrated rivalries of the modern age, Alicia Toot, Serena De, Selena De La Renta, it's finally coming to fruition with the frenemies only fans, and you should check their match out tonight because I'm sure Alicia is going to kick some ass. We're big fans of Alicia Toot over here, and speaking of Alicia Toot. You know, we we had this match wrap up here with Hammer and Lawler, and it was a, a, a enjoyable match. You know, it didn't go too long, longer than I thought it would. It was actually um, about 13 minutes, and Lawler actually did have a couple high spots in the match. Like, not high spots in terms of high flying, but he actually had a couple chances to put Hammer away, and Hammer looked rock at certain points. But then he regained his composure like Hammer does, and he ended up hitting the Nightmare Pendulum. 
to secure the victory and keep his title. So now we know that that title will go to Fightland. What we don't know is if Fatou's fight title will go to Fightland because he's got Matt Cross before Fightland. Now, obviously, if I'm going to put my money on anybody, I love Matt Cross. I appreciate Matt Cross. He's a legend in this business. If you don't know, do your research, please. But I got to put my money on Fatou, and I know you're going to go the same way with that. Yeah, and Matt Cross is is also a guy that's highly respected by his peers. Um, I've had few wrestlers tell me that Matt Cross is just like the nicest, one of the greatest guys. Um, but that being said, I'm probably going to go with Fatu heading into Fightland as the MLW World Heavyweight Champion. And, you know, that. so going back to what we were saying, that match wraps up. And we were supposed and, to get backstage uh, right away, like through the curtain interview exclusive with the interview queen. And as Hammerstone is coming through the curtain, I'm going to let you take the reins on this one, Rob, and you could tell everybody what happened because I'm in shock, in shock. Uh, I was also in shock, but we saw Richard Holiday gallantly and bravely put himself in harm's way to dive in and protect Alicia Atut from a sneak attack by Contra unit. All of Contra. And everybody. All of Contra. I mean, everybody. And it was just unbelievable. I mean, I shouldn't be surprised because, you know, it's Richard Holiday and, and you know, he's, he's a, a good man. But it was just uh, the shock of the attack, I believe, more than anything else. And we saw Alexander Hammerstone take a beating on behalf of Contra. Well, we don't even know what happened. Really, We saw about 10 seconds of the beating before the feed got cut. But we saw Joseph Samuel there. We saw Davari. We saw Gotch. We saw Fatu. We saw Kruger. And the Kruger, whole unit. Yeah, the whole unit. And the Kruger's promo from the start of the show uh, pretty much said that, that Hammerstone was not going to make it to Fightland. So obviously now with this attack that happened, Hammerstone's not going to be 100% of Fightland. We know that now. So this puts the advantage in Fatu's corner completely. Um, but also... Richard Holiday saving Alicia Altoot. Like there's so much heat, so much negative energy between the two of them. They, they, they love to push each other's buttons. And we've had both of them on the show and we've addressed that. We even addressed it with, with Richard. I asked him point blank. I said, do you have a schoolboy crush on Alicia? And he said, no, no, I don't. It's not like that. But the footage at the end of this episode proves differently. Maybe not a crush, but definitely has love of some kind in his heart for Alicia Altoot. I don't know I mean, if the feelings I, are reciprocated, but it's there. Reciprocated? I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like, I'd push an old lady out of the way so she wouldn't get hit by a bus. That doesn't mean I have a schoolboy crush on her. I, I, I think Richard was just doing what any brave and, you know, uh, good Samaritan would do. I, I, dis I respectfully disagree with you i think there's more than meets the eye here i think it's like a transformer style thing i think uh this needs to be clarified and i hope we get a little bit more information next week in diffusion but that's it this is the whole spiel of today's episode i don't know why I spiel i said it like that but spiel. i spiel i did i did i said it like that and i also said reciprocated correctly you tried to make it seem like i didn't but i know i did you said like i said reciprocated go back and listen to it you'll you, trust me when now it you got me i can't now i can't say it you couldn't say it before reciprocate it's a it's a college level word it's five syllables reciprocated okay all right all right all right okay all right. so yeah <laughs> i think there's more that beats the eye here i think that your boy 
Uh, our boy. He's definitely our boy. We're big fans of, of the dynastic one, Richard Holiday. Um, you know, from the coffee to everything like that, uh, we kind of live and breathe his principles. Uh, minus then that then his dad being a lawyer, but we we live and breathe his principles in certain aspects of his life. And I think there's more than meets the eye here. And I think Alicia is going to have some questions. So I don't know if there's going to be anything next week, but I would hope that we're either going to get to hear from Alicia or hear from Richard on why he did what he did. Because knowing Richard Holiday's history with Alicia, it's very hard that he would just gallantly save someone. It's almost like he he knew something was happening that subconsciously he needed to save her. It wasn't a, I'm going to because I have to. It was a need. Not a have to, a need. Okay, Dr. Freud, you're examining this way too deep. I think I am. I'm going down a rabbit hole that I shouldn't be, but I have to. I have to. Oh, God. (laughs) All right, before we wrap it up, as always, guys, don't forget to please subscribe. Hit the link below. Um, Also, I'm going to put in the description my interview that I did with Alex Kane so you guys can get to know more about him if you haven't already checked it out, so please do. Uh, And as for the socials, Straight Talk Wrestling on YouTube, Straight Talk Wrestling on Instagram, Straight Talk Wrestling on Facebook, and at underscore Straight Talk on Twitter. Available on all podcast pop, uh, sorry, all podcast platforms, and exclusively hosted on Podbean. Uh, and also, we are going to be featured on Alliance Pro Wrestling Network um, a couple days after we drop the episode because we got to get the views for ourselves first before we give it to Lewis, uh, Lewis Carlin, uh, Alliance Pro Wrestling Network. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just going to do a little small skit right now of exactly who he is. So go ahead, Rob, go ahead and shout out your socials. Oh, uh, you can catch me on Instagram at the real uncle Bobby B and that's it. That's it. That's, that's great. That's great. Okay. Lewis. That's great. I just, Rob, thank you so much for being, Oh, maybe sorry, Lewis, I should, Lewis, I should has, be looking at the camera. I should be looking at the camera. He likes his profile and he's trying to, you know, accentuate his profile. Maybe which, he's like hideously which, disfigured on one side of his face and he doesn't self-conscious seen, about in, it. You've seen the full face. He's not, there's no disfigurement. I, I know, but hypothetically. All right. So all, all fine. I'll stop. I'll stop. So side profiles aside, Lewis does a lot of great newscasts. Uh, he's fantastic. And also has another great podcast on the network. Uh, he's starting up slowly to get put more podcasts on the network, but a uh, podcast with Matt and friends is another great one. Check him out. He does some interviews much like I do on my actual podcast, on my other podcast, Straight Talk Wrestling. But as always here, we only talk MLW, always 24-7. So when we come back next week, it's going to be number three for Alpha. And it's going to be one day out from Fightland. So you're actually going to get to hear from us twice. I say we make a declaration now. We'll drop the one on Wednesday like we always do. And then I think we should drop one on Friday. Uh, to give our thoughts because MLW Fightland starts at 10 p.m. I need some sleep. I can't be recording a podcast at one or two in the morning and then go to work for seven. It's not going to happen. So um, we'll drop okay, it. On, we'll, that. we'll drive it off. Drop it on Friday evening with our thoughts and analysis on Fightland. But hey, guys, as long as MLW is back in full force, Rewind will be here to give you all your news and all your recaps and our thoughts and opinions. So as always, I'm your host, your boy George McKay, and my podcast life partner, I'm Uncle Bobby B, baby. And that's it, guys. Peace, love, and wrestling. We'll see you next week. Peace. Adios.